Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy from the You Stank, you Stank. I am Iron Man. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stark or Stank. My name's Aaron. I'm here with Josh. I wasn't expecting the no blinking. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Hello, I'm Josh. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about all things MCU. That's why this week we're talking about Marvel's Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation nope. 5. No, no, no. That's not the MCU, Let's despite go. how many costumes might be in that game. I'm ready to go. Wait, did you finish it? Fuck no. I'm like... Think, yeah, you're not ready. I think my last count was like 30% or something. What? I think so. Copyright. I don't know. I'm some. Up the math I'm somewhere there. where I don't know where I am. Oh well, okay. Uh, and I don't see towels. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, this week we're talking about Moon Knight, not Spider-Man Two, the video game, or Super Mario Wonder. I also played. Not even sure how that's connected. It's a, I guess he's from Brooklyn. Brooklyn's in Marvel, Spider-Man 2. There you go, we did it. Uh, Moon Knight is a televisual program for the Disney Plus streaming service. You can... But well, not. A, it's not a TV show, though. It's not on TV. It's a program you can watch on your phone if you are a heathen, or you can watch it on a TV like a normal person. No in between. It's it's got to be a TV or a phone. You can't do tablets. Nah, right out. Absolutely not. Yeah. You either watch Computer, it, fuck off. You either watch it on the smallest screen you have or the biggest screen you have. Nothing else. That's but you can't use a projector either. Definitely not. That's that would be closer to a movie, and this isn't a movie. This is a show. Yeah, no, this is a show. It's not a god. How many hours long movie? Too many hours. See. Six episodes. Yeah, and they're all. Oh, one of them about. was like one of them's like half an hour. I feel like one of them's quite long. Also, maybe that balances it out. Maybe it does. Uh, Moon Knight. Let's talk about some trivia. This is, uh, there's not a whole lot of trivia. This hit se- me with that Moon Knight trivia. Seems like it was a pretty smooth sailing production. They did. Was, right. Would this have been one of the productions to happen after COVID? Yes, because one of my things here was about how Oscar Isaac uh, lives next door to Ethan Hawke. And he was like, hey, you want to do this show that I'm on? And apparently this was during COVID. They met at a coffee shop in Brooklyn, even though they're neighbors. I don't know. (laughs) We have to go somewhere entirely different to meet. That's how Mm. this works. Yeah, that's it. I'm just... Can't just, look can't over just the go fence. to people's houses during COVID. You can't just look over Ethan Hawke's fence and be like, hey, you want to be on my show? What's up, Ethan Hawke? How's it going, Ethan Hawke? You want to be on my show, Ethan Hawke? Uh, yeah, bye, Ethan Hawke. 
<laughs> when Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige announced in 2019 that Moon Knight would be one of the studio's Disney Plus shows, Mohamed Diab and his wife and producing partner Sarah Goa zeroed in on the character as the project they most wanted to pursue after recently moving to L.A., Diab and Goa put together a 200-page pitch document covering every aspect of how they'd approach the production, and obviously they got the job, and here we are. Yeah, no, that seems rather impressive. I'm the kind of guy that would not even read that. I'd just be like, wow, you seem to care a lot. It could be (laughs) fucking empty pages for all I know, because you've shown me that you care. Or at least you've tricked me into thinking that you care. <laughs> they they wrote the they wrote the first five pages and then the last five pages and then in the middle was just all blank pages. They just they, triple spaced every word. That's it. Uh, for the scenes where Stephen and Mark interact with each other, rather than have Oscar Isaac try to act against a green screen stand-in or an extra, Marvel hired Isaac's brother, the journalist actor My- Michael Benjamin Bro Dameron. Hernandez to serve as his double as a way to help Isaac act opposite himself. Well, I hate Bro Dameron, but everything just, else there is really cool. That's the only reason I added this trivia fact is just so that I could say Bro Dameron, which it's so stupid. Like that's a cool thing that he has a brother he could act against, and you mm-hmm. know those scenes work really well. And I feel like that's probably because he has someone to bounce off of. But yeah, Bro Dameron, fuck you. <laughs> That's that's to you, not to Bro Dameron. I know, I know, I know. Thank you so much. Thank you for I'm sure Bro Dameron's fine. He'll be right. Piece He'll of survive. shit. Uh, the, the show has a bunch of QR codes you can scan, and uh, when you scan them, they redirect you, redirect you to a page on the official Marvel website where it's possible to read a free online issue of the Moon Knight comics related to each episode. Neat. Yeah, I never did that. Do you know which, do you know which comics those are? No idea. <laughs> good great good job trivia Just, man i got this off imdb an hour ago here we are <laughs> to better understand his character's dissociative identity disorder also known as did o- oscar isaac read a fractured mind the 2005 memoir by china scholar robert b oxenham who learned through therapy in his 40s that the blackout depression and alcohol alcoholism that had plagued him were the result of 11 distinct personalities there you go. That's that's where a lot of the stuff in this show is based on because um, the comics do not get so serious with the DID. It's like no, especially not the earlier on ones. I feel like it might be a more recent thing that they touched on uh, with some greater care, but mm. definitely not the uh, classic. I know, I know it was like Konshu has like a bunch of different names and therefore he has a bunch of different personalities and that's why he has them. Yeah, yeah, there was a uh, in-universe mystical reason for it. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't quite line up with, you know, the, the psychological aspect of it in this. Right. Uh, I'm looking at some of the comics that were in those QR codes. Mm-hmm. A couple of them are Werewolf by Night comics, yes. which would have been the first appearances of Moon Knight mm-hmm. as a character in the Marvel comics. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one with the character Midnight, who okay. is referenced in episode three of the series. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ones. And yeah, mostly it's just referential stuff. Yeah. One looks like it might be the... Uh, 
I'm guessing it's the origin story because it's the episode where they get the origin story told. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Now we come to the part of the show where I read the plot. Now this this is from a, a shit website. Don't go there. It's fandom.com. It's fucking shit. Don't bother going there ever in your entire life. It's a garbage website for garbage people. All right. Um, but I'm just going to say this is the worst plot, like written plot on this website. Oh, I can't wait because this is going to have so many proper nouns all the time. Well, it's not even that. It's the fact that we have a reveal in season, in episode five about the backstory of, of everything, right? His, yep. how he uh-huh. got his disorder and all this sort of stuff. This sure. just tells that part of the show. So it so it just tells you the entire story in chronological order and not in the order of how the show tells it. Yes. So the the first That's a bad synopsis. The first three paragraphs of this are just retelling the that backstory and then the fourth paragraph is the beginning of the show. So Okay, well w- would you like to skip ahead to paragraph 4? That's what I'm doing. And we'll come back to that. I'm going Good. to start from paragraph well, 4. Read it up until the backstory comes in, and then I'll go back to the beginning and read that. We're not smart people, uh, as evidenced by the existence of this show, but we're smarter <laughs> than fandom. Or well, whoever wrote this on fandom, anyway. Fandom. I will also say I had a had a qu- had a a quick glance through it, and it's also not the most well written. Great, because all of these have been Shakespearean works of art. But this may be the worst <laughs> I've seen so far. Baslow. So here we go. You ready? Starting from the beginning of Moon Knight. Two months later, Grant wakes (laughs) up in his apartment and heads to his job at the National Art Gallery, where he is mistreated by his strict boss, Donna Craft. At night, Grant attempts to stay awake by studying about ancient Gypt. (laughs) That sounds vaguely racist. That's what it says. Ancient Egypt and solving different puzzles, but his attempts fail, and he regains his consciousness in Austria. All right, while being pestered this, by, yep, this is bad. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, this is the worst. This is, this is bad, even for <laughs> even for this shitty website that you should never go to. Jesus Christ. Um. Oh, you know what I didn't do? Would, would you like actually? Would you like me to read the one on Wikipedia? Just episode by episode. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I like having the bad one. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to read a good one. That's the problem. Uh, okay, okay, I see. Uh, you you hate yourself. It makes and it. Me. It makes it even more fun to just make fun okay, of yeah, look, how poorly written they are. Bad fandom is sure. Yeah. I'm gonna have the Wikipedia one open for my own <laughs> okay. personal benefit because it has been like two weeks since I watched this. Hmm. Um. I'm just checking that I um that we are you know streaming properly and it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, we've never had technical issues before. Why would we start? Never now? in our entire lives. Certainly not multiple times tonight. Okay. This is um saying the most recent video, which but what's going on Twitch? What's wrong with you? Oh, well, maybe YouTube's okay. 
<clears throat> Maybe you should. We can hope. We can hope. Uh, well, it says we're live. I hope, yeah. Oh, yes, good. YouTube is going well. Twitch is being weird. Yeah, Twitch says you're live. But isn't playing but the nothing's video. nothing's actually playing, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It's That happened a few weeks ago, and then at the end it was fine. There was a video to download. No idea. No idea what's happening with Twitch. Very strange. Uh-huh. Anyway. You can what watch on YouTube. If I mean obviously if you Clearly watch, the superior streaming service. Obviously. Uh anyway. One that's inconveniencing us less. Uh while being pestered by a mysterious voice to give the body to Mark, he gets attacked by a group of armed men and chased into the streets. He watches Arthur Harrow giving a speech about Amit to his disciples while using her powers to judge them. Harrow is told that the scarab of Amit is missing and realizes that Grant is is responsible. Grant loses consciousness again and brutally murders the disciples who are attacking him. He manages to escape in a truck. We don't know that it's brutal. I mean, it looks brutal after. Certainly implied that it is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The implication is there. Um, it's all about the implication. This sure is. Uh, they get they get the straight to the fucking point. Uh, really, with this show, it's like, uh, yeah, he go he, he wakes up. You get you get just enough time with Stephen to understand that he's a he's a dweeb. Mm-hmm. He sucks. Yes, and no one likes him. Yes, and then shit pops off. Yeah, it does. and it does so very quickly. Yeah, uh, the the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the blackouts are a um, good device to have, so you can just skip straight to things. There should be an action yeah, scene look, here. It, We're just going to skip to the end. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the old um, like Simpsons gag of scene missing, mm-hmm. followed by is. carnage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like having him go about his day, go to bed, wake up in the middle of a field in fuck knows where. Mm-hmm. He's outside a castle. This guy's looking out of a top story window at him with guns. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know why I'm here. When I <laughs> like, wave at them. And the guy waves back, back. And his buddy's like, What are you doing? Shoot him. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's very good. It's a it's a great device for moving the story along without getting bogged down in details, mm-hmm. but also it is a fantastic device for comedy. It's very funny. It is, yeah. Um, also a great device for just terrible green screen through this whole section. Oh, what do you mean, Aaron? Well, he wakes up on a hill in front of a green screen, uh, and then what? Oh, that was a, there was a hill there and he's a castle. What driving a truck about? in front of a green screen. Um, yeah, the green screen is pretty egregious. Yeah, it's the green just is that something? It's something you said. Yeah, wish I hadn't now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a fun time, and you know, just cutting to the to the carnage uh, after he blacks out is funny, just to see his reaction. And, um, yeah, I, I I like that. Um, We've taken enough time to establish who Stephen Grant is as a character, mm-hmm. get the gist of him, and then throw him into a weird situation. He's in a place he doesn't know. 
doing shit that he has no clue about. His body's not listening to him. He's blacking out. He's hearing voices. Hilarious voices. Mm. Uh, And it's enough intrigue to get you to be like, what the fuck is happening with this guy? And really hooks you hard and fast. Yeah. It is good. (coughs) What's up? Got a scratch on my screen. Anyway. (laughs) Later, Grant makes his way to the museum where he's approached by Harrow. He gives Grant a talk about Amit and then touches him to read his scales. Which, I mean, there there was no explanation. He's not given any context in this uh, (laughs) synopsis at all. Just touches him to read his scales. It's just a thing that they're throwing out here. He's got scales. You know, the thing that people do. He's got scales all over him and he's just reading his scales you gotta read them touch them they're they're meant to be read that's it um harrow looks worried and says there is chaos in him as grant runs harrow demands him to give him the scarab he sends jackals to chase grant through the museum grant makes it to a restroom in the mirror he sees his reflection which is somehow talking to him the reflection demands him to give him the body confused grant gives in the reflection, Mark Spector, then takes over Grant's body and summons the Moon Knight suit. He then defeats the Jackal before walking out of the restroom. End of episode one. Okay, so this missed a few things. Um, after the uh, Austrian Alps part, you've got the car chase, the truck mm-hmm. chase along yes. the mountain, which is uh, fun. Mm-hmm. There's fun stuff in there if yeah. you, you know, discount the green screen horribleness. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of blackouts on the road, lots of missing action scenes, which, you know what, in this, uh, circumstance, I think they're really, really well done. Yeah. At the beginning, it's it's good. It's a thing that they go back to the well a couple of times and it's fine for the most part. I think near the end, it's like, we couldn't just get a a payoff for this one. Mm -hmm. Um, it can be a little bit frustrating in that regard. Yeah. Uh, we also, I think after the truck chase along the Alps, it's like Grant wakes up back in his bed. He's got a date to go on with one of the workers at the museum, Mm -hmm. goes to the restaurant. They're having the date at waits, gets stood up, calls her, realizes he's been gone for what? Two days. Yep. Missed the date completely. And he's getting phone calls from someone he doesn't know named Layla, who's calling him Mark. Um, and that's when he's confronted by Harrow at the museum, where uh, Harrow reads his scales, uh, which is to say that he judges his soul based on how how good of a person he can will be. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day doing... he could possibly be not good or could be good. Feel like we've touched on this subject somewhere in the MCU before, albeit with technology and not ancient Egyptian space magic. Yes. But you know, um, Harrow's cool. Harrow's a, a creepy dude. He is. I, l- I like the character. I don't think he, mm-hmm. he's he's the he's a he's, he's not, not used a... to the best potential. Yeah, I feel like he's a an interesting personality, but not necessarily a compelling villain. Yes, exactly. Um, I like when need they... to watch. 
I like doesn't the, really do a lot. Yeah, I like what they do with him later, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, as a villain, not not the most compelling or amazing. But he's uh, how cool are mirrors? Uh, mirrors are cool. Yes, I, I like all the mirror stuff. Talking to himself. Uh, yeah, it's almost like show. this uh, show has some kind of theme about like reflection, self reflection, and all that. It's also very cool that the first time you see Moon Knight is in a reflection in the, the puddle from the bathroom. Yep. Like the camera pans around, you look at the you're like looking at the floor first and you see the back of Moon Knight, and then it pans up and you see him and he's all cool and mummy looking. It's fucking <laughs> sick. God, I love that design so much. <laughs> it's a very good uh costume and uh I like um I like Stevens as well, the the suit. Very good. Yes, which we have not gotten to yet, but it is very, very good. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing about episode one, apart from the intrigue that hooks you, is the horror vibe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like flashing lights and images out of the corner of your eye and stuff that appears and disappears and reappears. Yeah. And it's all like played like a psychological thriller slash horror to some degree. It's not mm-hmm. super intense, but it's right. there. Uh, and that vibe goes very quickly. It it comes yeah. back sparingly throughout the show, but it's it's mostly here. It's first, just the first episode, just, really. Yeah, yeah. Like we we have some like mummies later. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it. mostly just the mystery uh, that's like keeps it uh, uh, keeps it spooky. Let's say. Um, yeah, yeah. Once you realize what it all is, then it's like. I'm sure, like, if it were a real thing, it would still be kind of freaky. Yeah. But we're in the world of superheroes, so it's like, this is normal. This is like a Tuesday. Uh, right. It's fine. Um, Conchu looks fucking cool. You only see him oh, briefly yeah, does. In, in this episode, but yeah. he's all skeletal and bird-like, and he's got wisps of fucking bandages and shit he's very fucking cool i think there is one bit yeah where you see him real clearly in daylight where he's like mm. waiting at a bus stop and it's very funny <laughs> yeah um i think a lot of the uh at least the main um like the gods like the cg gods are really good they look really good in this show um yes i think they are the peak of the cg in this show which yeah. has very very few peaks <laughs> and a, a handful of troughs Yes. Uh, the um, the jackal doesn't look amazing in the first. Episode. The jackal's not great, but it's very dark and moving very quickly. I can yeah. I can excuse that to some degree. Um, anything else in episode one? There's that one song that sort of uh, ta- uh like yeah. bookends mm-hmm. the blackouts. That's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Remember when that was mm-hmm. meme fodder for every fucking. TikTok on the planet. I'm sure it was. I don't know what a TikTok is, but I I'm you, sure it was. I know you have an account. I have an account. I, I make a video. I make a video once every six months when I remember. <laughs> I'm, You've officially used the app more than I have, old man. When I'm sitting on the toilet, and I'll just <laughs> do one of the filters. I look at TikToks on Instagram and YouTube like a normal person, like a normal adult. <laughs> exactly. The next morning, Grant is adamant that what happened was real. He pressures JB to show him that that doesn't explain who that is. Just says JB. That's the security yes. guard? 
presses JB to show him that show him that security footage from the night before. On the footage, Grant sees himself getting chased by nothing. All in his imagination. Great. <clears throat> Fantastic. Then, he then sees himself walking out of the bathroom and staring cold face into the camera. Afterwards, Grant is called into his manager's office and is fired for the events of last night. He sadly returns to his flat and finds a key to a storage unit. Upon arriving at the unit, Grant found the golden scarab, many passports, and guns. He then saw his reflection in the mirror. Spectre explains that he is the avatar of Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon. He is Khonshu's moon knight. He then asks for control of the body, but Grant refuses and says he's going to take it to the police. As Grant runs out, he sees Conchu in the distance. He starts running from Conchu and exits the building. He falls down and why is this? It's like this part probably could have been sped up. This doesn't yeah, need this much detail. Yeah, it goes into detail on a lot of stuff that doesn't need it. Yeah, and, uh, but, but and then this... it just rushes through everything that could probably use some context. <laughs> right. He falls down in the street where a scooter almost runs him over. The woman turns out to be El Fowley, who tells Grant to hop on, not knowing that Spectre is gone. Grant is confused, but hops on the ride with El Fowley. Couldn't say the woman turns out to be Layla? Nope. Just Isn't says that like the, the, the verbiage that would make more sense the there? Last name. Wow. And it, it seems, by reading this, that they only ever mention her by her last name. But Oh, yeah, because they don't mention her getting phone calls from Layla, do they? Mm. Whereas Wikipedia has Layla right there and it's <laughs> hyperlinked and everything. <laughs> yep, no, um, it's just a last name. No hyperlinks on this bullshit website. Continue. Uh, yeah, we don't want to discuss this. I guess there's nothing really to discuss. You found I mean, things. well, I, I was going to say, if that was the end of your little spiel there. That's the end um, of that paragraph. I am mildly disappointed that they pulled the trigger on the reveal that quickly. I, they, mm. they get into it really quick, and I'm fine with it. But part of me is like, oh, you could have just, you could have strung it along a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess it, a, a wee bit. I don't know. I don't mind. There's a mystery to it. Yeah, I, they did the first episode. That's that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's there's more. I guess. There's more mystery and intrigue to Moon Knight. That is true. That is true. Um, episode two: the suit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Summon the suit, or summon, summon the soup, the... as uh, Stephen <laughs> mishears. Yeah. Um, the, the Mr. Knight suit is very good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I fucking love that suit. Yeah. It's really, cool. um, I also love that Steven and Mark have very different ways of doing action. One mm-hmm. of them is good. And one of them fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, but like different beginning. weapons and everything. Yeah. yeah. Different mannerisms, different weapons, different personalities, mm-hmm. different costumes. It's, yeah. they're really just. Giving me my money's worth, you know, all that money I sunk yeah, into this project. Exactly. Um, as a person who loves like the visual element, the suits and all the gadgets and shit, mm-hmm. they're really giving me my money's worth here. Yes, it's very cool. Uh, uh, do, do we also get? No, there's no crescent moon cape in this episode, is there? Not in this episode, no. 
No, you just get the little Isn't that, crescent moon uh, batarangs. Like, yeah, that's. I think that's later, like when they're in Egypt, right? Uh, yeah, it's in episode three. Yeah. Um, they return to his flat, and El Foley. <laughs> I don't know. Is it El Fowley or El Foley? I think it's El Fowley. Alpha Owley asks many questions that Grant cannot answer. Two police officers then knock on Grant's door, so Alpha Owley hides. The officers deem Grant's ID to be fake and arrest him. On the way to the station, they reveal that they aren't officers and then bring Grant to Arthur Harrow. Harrow doesn't want any violence and explains to Grant why he needs the scarab and to not trust Conchu. Harrow explains that Amit Am- 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 Judges people before they sin so they cannot commit the act. However, before the conversation moves ahead, Alfali arrives. Harrow sends jackals at Alfali and Grant. The two run away while Alfali tells Grant to summon the suit, but he doesn't know how. Grant is then forced to jump out a window and lands with his Moon Knight suit on. His suit is a fancier version which goes by Mr. Knight. He then fights the jackal despite not being skilled in combat. During the fight... Grant finally gives in and hands the body to Spectre, who defeats Jackal, but realizes that Harrow has the scarab. Conchu threatens Alfali's freedom, so Spectre agrees to go to Egypt to hunt Harrow. Why are you getting this, like, mocking tone? <laughs> it's just like... It's just like... They skip so much stuff and then and then describe every single bit of an They're action really drill scene. down on the uh, the lentils that they ate. Yeah, God. Um, <sighs> good fight. I like the fight with the jackal and being invisible and um, yeah, it really adds to the whole uh, Stephen's fucking mental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like that. Some people in the street, are like, is he having a seizure? What is that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's it's, it's a fun. It's fun. It's a good show. I like the um, show. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. We, the guys who do the uh, MCU podcast, uh-huh. like this MCU show. Yeah, crazy. Uh, we get a little bit more um, mirror stuff, specifically at, at the end there, mm-hmm. where uh, Spectre is basically telling Mark that no, we're going to Egypt now. Yeah. And uh, Stephen gets to live in a mirror for a bit. This is where we get our first F-bomb in the MCU. You thought it was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but it wasn't. It's hidden here. Oh, first one in a a movie. Well, sure. Yeah. Hey, what's the one here? uh, He's he's telling um, Stephen to shut up, and he's, like, really angry. And Stephen's, like, talking over him, and they're kind of arguing, and you can, like... If you listen, he says fuck. He says, like, shut the fuck yeah, okay. up or something like that. Yeah, sure. I, I don't necessarily recall, but I could believe that. It is, it is, it's there. You just got to listen. Yeah. Listen. I, I don't, I don't expect that you would lie to me about something no. so trivial. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. It's there. Uh, yeah, and it's pretty cool. Landing, they're in Egypt. They don't fuck around. They're not in Egypt, yeah, we just and then they're in Egypt. There. And because we basically get that from Stephen's point of view, right? He's in the reflection yeah. after the death of the uh, jackal creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next time we see anything, he's in a mirror that's just been uncovered at Egypt. Mm-hmm. That's it. <sighs> Excuse me. Then we get the big pan out to see the landscape, and that's a fucking cool reveal. I was up till three o'clock playing 
Marvel's Spider-Man 2. And you still haven't beaten it. Disappointing. Well, I, you know, I had to do jobs. You know, I had to job. I had to go to my job. You said that like I didn't work today. Some of us have to work on the weekends. I know. Sometimes that's me. <laughs> anyway, what do you want from me? many days later, Spectre chases the disciples of Ahmet around Egypt. During the fight, Spectre blacks out and wakes up with a knife through a member's heart. He questions Grant, who says he didn't do it either. After he couldn't get information, Conchu uh, suggests that they call a trial of the gods. The Enids could then judge Harrow themselves. They reach an agreement that Harrow is not committing the acts that Konshu claims. And Enid then, uh, an Enid that agrees with Spectre tells him that Senfu, who recorded the location of Armit's tomb a long time ago, that's the end of the sentence. Did I have a stroke or did you? <laughs> or did we both? <clears throat> An Enid that agrees with Spectre tells him about Senfu, who recorded the location of Armit's tomb a long time ago. Okay, okay. that sounds more like that a was, sentence. Yes, okay. I think that's, That one might have been on you. That was might, may have been on me, but also maybe there should have been a comma somewhere. I don't know. His sarcophagus Probably. is with a man named Anton Mogart. Exiting the temple, Spectre finds Alfali, who decided to help him and wanted to understand more about his disassociated... Disassociative Identity Disorder. She knew Mogart and was able to get them to his place. At Mogart's estate, Mogart turned on them, causing a battle. Moon Knight was able to kill all of the guards and threw a crescent blade at Mogart while he tried to escape. This is where we, that's where we get the, the, the cape. Yes. Yeah, 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 you get the big crescent moon cape, which looks silly, but it's my kind it's of It's so silly. dumb, but it's fucking cool. It is 100% the kind of silly that I appreciate. Um <laughs> So Anton Mogart, I think, is the uh, alter ego of Midnight in mm-hmm. the comics, who mm-hmm. is like one of Moon Knight's um, biggest nemeses. Mm-hmm. He's not a particularly big name villain, but he is Moon, for Moon Knight. Doesn't apparently, doesn't have a lot of big name villains. No, I would, I would hazard a get. Oh, I would, I would hazard to say that he doesn't have any big name villains. I'd say his his arch nemesis, his biggest name villain, is one mm-hmm. solely for him. Yeah, and that also gets name dropped in one of these episodes, and maybe it'll be a thing later. I don't fucking know. Um, I did read a trivia thing about. That'd be Dracula. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my fucking money, you nerd. About uh, because apparently, because Bushman is apparently like his big. His big yep. villain. Uh, and His they, old uh, mercenary company CEO. Yeah, so um, he gets name dropped at some point. Uh, he and, does. But, like, they decided not to go with him for some reason, just maybe save him for later, and that's why they went with Harrow, who only ever appeared in one comic, and he and he's basically not the same character that's in the show. Yeah, there's like one little nod to the character he is in comics, which is the glass in the shoes. Yeah. Because um, he's a, a pain doctor with a chronic pain illness. I don't know. It's a it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Moon Knight seems like a character who has a lot of lore that you <clears throat> can pull from and manipulate and add and combine to make cool new shit because no one's really going to question it too much. Right. You do that with captain america or thor or iron man if you start Mm -hmm. amalgamating 
villains and storylines too much, people will get salty because nerds are shitty. <laughs> fandom was a mistake. Both fandom was a mistake. The website and the fandom. The concept. <laughs> yeah. Conceptually, uh, just bad all round. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a cool fight so, scene. I liked yep, it. Very cool. And... Fucking Mark gets stabbed. No, Steven gets stabbed through the fucking torso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's like fighting with Mark for control of the body when Mark starts to like be a bit too brutal. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. We're not doing this. He's choking a guy out. Mm-hmm. Takes control of the body. Let's go of him. Immediately gets stabbed. He's like, no, no, take the body back. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Mark gets to do the cool thing where he snaps a fucking javelin out of him and then heals mm-hmm. over it. It's very cool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, actually, it would have been the last episode. But either way, the way that Moon Knight suits up, specifically like classic Moon Knight, mm-hmm. is very Magical Girl-esque. He's very Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I really like it, the way the mm-hmm. band could just sort of out splay out from the middle and... yeah. Yeah, if only cool, like cool floated play. into the sky and the, the and became sparkles and sp- it sp- spun around, be great. I'd be into it. They went to the desert and opened up the sarcophagus <laughs> to find a to find a cartonage. Wait, 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 wait. Did you did you have anything to say about the Aeneid? Uh, uh, the oh, gods? I yeah, I it's inter- it's an interesting scene. I I. It's just so dumb. It's like, okay, we're going to get Harrow here and we're just going to ask him and it, we'll see what he says. And he comes in and he's like, nah, it wasn't me. I'm not doing and then, that. And then Conchu throws a hissy fit <laughs> yeah. and makes oh, his case yes. look super weak. That was, yes, that's the best part of that scene is the overacting from Oscar Isaac who... <laughs> is, is he being overdubbed at that point or is that just his voice? Uh, well, yeah, I guess he's being dubbed, I think. I don't think that's actually his But, like, he's still, like, doing the acting yeah. into it. It's, yeah. It's very good, but I do find that whole plot point to be very dumb. Like, Conchu, you're supposed to be, like, an all-powerful god, mm-hmm. and you just got played like a fucking rube. <laughs> yeah. How did you not see that coming, you stupid bird brain idiot? <laughs> uh... Oh, the other other thing, episode two, I completely forgot, was crush his windpipe. <laughs> The amazing bit where Steven and Harrow are sitting mm-hmm. down and just hear fucking Conchu in the back of his room. Crushing windpipe. Yeah, great. There's a lot of great lines from Conchu through this Conchu whole show. so fucking good. He's really good. Uh, they went to the I, desert. I may not believe oh, in okay. God, but I'll believe in Conchu all day. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. They went to the desert and opened up the psychopathy to find a cartonage. Cart- cart- uh, Spectre couldn't decipher the stars on the cloth to locate the tomb. He eventually gave in to Grant, who was able to understand it with his knowledge. However, the star patterns change over time, so they couldn't pinpoint an exact location. Konshu, the god of the moon, then told them that he could turn back the night to how it looked when Senfu created the carnage. He told Grant to sa- have Spectre free him because it was an inevitable that the Enids would imprison Konshu in stone. With the help of Grant, Konshu turned back the night sky to a point where they could find the tomb, Grant then passed out from exhaustion while Konshu was imprisoned by Osiris and the rest of the Enids. With Konshu gone, Spectre is stripped of his powers. So, 
I definitely get the sense that the only real reason we have <laughs> the uh, trial of the gods is to introduce them yeah. and make them as unlikable as possible, right. specifically so that when Conchu does the thing, mm-hmm. we can depower Mark slash right. Steven. Yeah. Because without that, I, they're kind of unkillable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that leads to some issues with things that happen later. <clears throat> um, yeah. But hey, that that turning back the night sky thing is fucking sick. That's really cool. Yeah, it's like a, one of the coolest visuals I've ever seen in anything. It looks really good. Um, yeah, I, look, this show is pretty cool. I gotta say, uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. I like uh, all the characters, uh, even the villain that doesn't get to do much. But you know, uh, it's a fun great. watch. Yeah, just doesn't do a lot. Um. Yeah, and like just playing with the you know mythology and these gods, and it's uh it's fucking sick, bro. Yeah, it's fun to see a take on uh mythology that doesn't get a, a look in mm-hmm. in like pop culture all that much. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Suddenly. Harrow's men approach. While Grant is passed out, El Fowley uses a flare to ignite the explosives in the back of their truck, killing them. End of sentence. They arrive at the location Just of... fucking murders those guys. <laughs> They're all Mercs dead. them hard. They arrive at the location of Armit's tomb and go inside. However, Harrow's men are there as well. Inside, Grant and El Fowley are split up. El Fowley encounters hecker priests who kill Billy Fitzgerald. This part's fucking disgusting, <laughs> by the way. This Wait, who the fuck is Billy Fitzgerald? Apparently, this guy. Not only does he get a full name drop, he also yeah. Fuck you, Layla. He also has a hyperlink. <laughs> uh, he he's one of the guys that was like a fake was a fake detective when. Oh right, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Fuck you, Layla. No, <laughs> no first name for you, Al Foley. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're fucking ripping out the dude's heart or whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, yeah, it's a bad time. It's a bad time. Well, for that guy, it's uh, it's pretty sick. Great time for us, the yeah, viewer. Great. Uh, after almost getting killed, Alfali is able to escape from the threat. Harrow then greets her and tries to tell her the truth about her father. He tells her that Spectre had something to do with it. She then leaves before he could say more. Meanwhile, Grant finds a tomb, which turns out to be the tomb of Alexander the Great. He marvels at the fact that he is there before remembering the objective. He grabs Armit's Ushapti, which is the key for Harrow to let Armit loose on the world. He is then found by Alfali, who questions him. Seeing her anger, Grant allows Spectre control of the body. Spectre explains what happened the night that Bushman turned on him. Harrow then walks into the room. (laughs) Spectre grabs an an axe and prepares to fight. Arrow wastes no time and shoots Spectre, killing him. I do love Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is great. I love me an adventure. I love an adventure. You you put yeah. make someone I love go on an adventure. Shooting dudes to grab a fucking melee weapon to fuck you up. Yeah, go on an adventure, find some treasure, get shot. It's a good you know, time. Raid raid the cultures of foreigners. Uh huh. Steal their shit. I love a Take good it back tomb to the Museum. A good tomb. Yeah. I've been a lot of good Tomb Raiders. <laughs> no, it really hasn't. Um, 
Yeah, this is uh, they they shoot him and he dies. Real, I get real big like the mummy vibes from this for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Yes, uh, and that's great. I wish more things gave me the mummy vibes. <laughs> yeah, I. Agree. That's my only note. <laughs> uh... Actually, no, not my only note. My other mm-hmm. note is. I love that dumb fake history Assassin's Creed bullshit where they're like, we've found the lost tomb of incredibly important historical figure. They (laughs) were secretly this fucking thing in our universe. (laughs) Yes. Alexander the Great was a fucking superhero probably. I don't fucking know. They take, um, you know, real real history or real, you know, mythology or whatever and they add their own little spice to it and make make it fit into their world. Um, I do like uh, Grant referring to Alexander the Great as Mr. the Great. <laughs> yeah. As he's like defiling his corpse. Very fun. <laughs> uh, Spectre wakes up in a mental hospital. He stares at a wall when El Fowley, his assistant, helps him out of his wheelchair. He then starts to go crazy, but is sedated. He wakes up in front of his doctor, Arthur Harrow. Spectre then remembers that he was shot and tries to escape. He runs by a sarcophagus that opens up. Out walks Grant. Grant. Oh, oh God. He's gone. He's gone again. Where did he go? Nobody knows. I don't know. You don't know. Who would know? Not me. Oh, God. Help. Hello. Hello. Back again. Yep. How's it going? I, I heard I heard sarcophagus and then blip. Nothing. Okay, sarcophagus. Uh, out walks Grant. The two alters hug and try to escape. As they reach the door, a hippo greets them, which scares Grant and Spectre. Spectre then wakes up again at Harrow's office. Harrow talks to him about traumatic memories, as well as what is real and fiction. Spectre starts to lose control again and finds himself back in front of the hippo, who greets herself as a tower rat. Um, uh, I love me. I love, I love. I don't know why. I don't know why this is a thing, for starters. What, what, do, you, is what this, do you love? What is this fake out? Like mental hospital thing. This has been in multiple things that I enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's the uh, the mind prison, the yeah. mental mind prison. It's like um, I know it's happened in a lot of things, and I cannot put my finger on a single example. I need you to list some to me. Here we go. Buffy the Vampire Slayer has an episode where she gets she gets like stabbed by a demon, right, and it, like poisons her, and she she uh-huh. wakes up in a mental hospital. And then the yep. whole whole episode is like is has because this is like season five I think so it's like sure. has the whole show been like in has her she head been crazy the whole time? The whole time? Um, I won't spoil the end. Does <laughs> does the darkness two have an example of this? the darkness two? It has a a whole lot of that game. You're just running around a mental hospital <laughs> trying to escape. Um, yeah. It's amazing. It's so I love that fucking game. Uh, it's so good. The first one's great too, but I don't know. The Darkness Two is amazing. Um, Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Do- okay. Doesn't yes. Doesn't uh, how to it it kind of does it. It kind of does. It, it plays with the idea. Yes, for sure. It's, it's like um, is this real or is it not real? Yeah, like ultimately, whether it, whether it's a mental uh, asylum in the confines of someone's mind or not, what you're really playing with is the unreliable narrator. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, uh, and it's uh, it's good. I'm fucking amazed that they pulled the trigger on that in episode four, like end of episode yeah. four, start of episode five, mm-hmm. yeah, in a six episode series, yeah. That's incredible restraint. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 fun, and it it also like it, it changes things up. It's like you've you've watched this last three or four episodes. And then uh, now we're gonna just we're just gonna change it a bit. We're gonna make you now think that, that maybe everything you've seen isn't isn't entirely real. Um, yeah, we've we've hit the handbrake and taken a hard left into like psychological thriller territory. Yeah. Though it's never quite as like intense as a thriller would be, I suppose. Right. Um, I like all the accoutrements of the mental mind prison, the Rubik's cube, the moon Knight action figure, yeah. the postcards on the wall, all the characters who are just other patients or orderlies. Mm-hmm. Um, the hands of the clock, are Conchu's staff, which is oh, a fun one. Yeah. Lots of, lots cool. of neat little nods to the real world. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. If, if that is what it is, cause it's really hard to say. Um, cause yeah, like this entire series is bonkers enough that you could totally believe that this is just a mental break that some dude is having in mm-hmm. uh, a mental institution. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then there's the sarcophagus. He's sarcophagi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. So Steven's in one. Cool. Great. Makes sense. There's Happens another one. Another one. That they completely ignore. We'll just keep walking past that one. It seems gonna... really angry in there. He's <laughs> <laughs> really not thrilled about being in there. We'll just keep him um, in there, whoever it is. There's been nods at whatever that is since mm. episode three. Yes. Uh, and there, there are only other nods. And the entire time during this initial run of this series, I remember mm. you and I just being like, it's got to, they got to do it, right? They at some point. Because, you know. If anyone's read the the Moon Knight comics, you know it's Steven, it's Mark, and there's other entity, other yes. alter, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's got to happen sometime. We've only got an episode and a half left of this bitch. <laughs> uh, Towerette uh, brings them to a boat and explains that they have died, and the hospital was a transition period. She needs to weigh their hearts to see if they are worthy to go to the Field of Reeds. Talaret is confused about there being two of them, but nevertheless, she weighs the hearts. They don't balance because they are not full. Talaret gives them a chance to go back in their memory so they could equal them out. They return to... Okay, okay. So now I... Okay. <clears throat> so she, they're going back so in their memories. So now we return to paragraph one. Now I return to the beginning of this plot. <clears throat> Thanks, fandom. During Mark Spector's childhood, he and his brother, Randall, went into a cave. Suddenly it started raining, which caused the water to rise. Randall drowned in the cave, which led his mother to hate Mark. The wrong kid died. This constant wrong abuse kid died. and hatred caused Spector to develop an altar, which he named Stephen Grant after his favorite movie character. Uh, oh, that was another fun thing, too. The Yeah, the, uh, the, the beginning the of movie the movie Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> that be- the beginning of the mental hospital section starts with the the fake movie, um, which is pretty funny. Uh, over Spectre's life, he kept fairly good control of his altar. One day, he was raiding a dig site in it. A- oh yeah, that's just that. By the way, that's the whole 
mother part. <laughs> they don't mention the abuse or anything. It's just like she. But yeah, the him. horrible, horrible, dark <laughs> bullshit that goes on in this. <laughs> Probably the like as a whole, this uh, series is fairly dark in terms mm. of its themes and like even yeah. the action, especially the implied stuff. Yes, I don't think anything gets darker than that bit, though. No, when she fucking picks up the belt, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Jesus, fuck. Like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. It's no. not. I don't know. It's definitely the move on now. Definitely the darkest uh, part of the MCU up until it's fucking grim. Up until maybe Guardians Three. Yeah. Uh, over Spectre's life, he kept fairly good control of his altar. One day, he was raiding a dig site in Egypt when his partner, Raoul Bushman, got greedy over the money. Bushman killed a group of people, including a man named Abdullah El Fowley. Bushman then shot Spectre and left. Spectre crawled his way into a tomb and attempted to kill himself. Suddenly, he heard a voice that of the Egyptian god of the moon, Khonshu. The god sensed the chaos of multiple altars inside Spectre and asked him if he wanted vengeance and... Okay. Asked him if he wanted vengeance and bring justice onto bad people. I mean, I would say yes to that, even if it is incredibly broken Wanted ju- uh, English. vengeance and bring justice. There should be a two. He wanted vengeance and oh. to bring justice onto bad people. Yes. Terrible. Seeing that, we, seeing that he was going to die, Spectre agreed. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to die. So, yeah. Sure. I mean, shit. What else do I have going it's on for like, me right now? I could die, or I could be alive with like powers. So I'll do that one. I mean, shit. I could be not dying, and I would take this deal. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Contru uh, then empowered Spectre with powers, making him his Moon Knight. Spectre then met Abdullah's daughter Layla, who finally has. We have a name. She has a name, and she also has a link. Although I do have to point out that this is why there's no link on any other one. It's because this is the first mention of her in the but, synopsis, despite this happening later in the series. But it's just, it just says, it also just says Layla. It doesn't say her full name here. So later on. She never gets a full name. When it just says Al Foley, you're just supposed to assume oh, that it's the, not Abdullah. The dead guy, of course, from the beginning of the. It mentions that she's his daughter. Yeah, it does. Anyway. Spectre then met Abdul's daughter, Layla, out of guilt, and eventually married her, but never telling her about telling her about the truth. Sometime later, Spectre got a call from his father, telling him that his mother died. Spectre went to the Shiva, but stayed outside, not gaining the courage to go in. Despite the abuse his mother gave him, he still felt emotion. He drank and <laughs> he drank and walked down the street. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> this My is- God. I wasn't prepared. He drank. Wait. He drank and walked down the street, throwing his yarmulke on the ground. <laughs> this stress led... To- <laughs> you don't need to put that. <laughs> <laughs> this stress led to Spectre losing control of Stephen Grant and letting him loose. Grant woke up oblivious to what had happened and returned to his home in London. Making sad ghost calls to a mother who's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all very dark and sad and... Uh, depressing. Um, and hey, what a twist. Mark isn't the altar. There, there you go. Um, but, I mean, that was kind of obvious, though. Right? Yeah, that's, well, that's not a, that's not I really mean, a twist. 
I, I don't know. I feel like it it was, it was twisty enough. Like the fact that Steven's the first one that you're introduced to, I guess. I, I feel like it was intended that you think that he'd be the main one. I don't know. I th- I think uh, the fact that he doesn't know anything that's going on makes me think that he's immediately. Yeah. Immediately uh, he's I mean, it definitely makes more sense. And, you know, I've read the comics. I know that Mark is typically the main one. Right. So. Anyway. Um, Back to paragraph to, eight. I have to figure out where the thing is because it's in the middle of a paragraph. Um, the return to Mary. Okay. The return to many memories like Reynolds' death, the beginning of Grant, becoming Moon Knight, and Wendy's death. Grant becomes emotional at the realization that Spectre created him. They return to the boat to find that it still hasn't worked. The souls of unbalanced people. The souls of unbalanced people the climb on board to claim a victim to the sand below. I think that's supposed to say, then climb on board. Not what it says, though. It's not. You're right. (laughs) The two fight them until Grant sacrifices himself for Spectre. Spectre looks out to see Grant being turned to stone. However, with Grant gone, Spectre's heart balances. Spectre wakes up to find himself in the field of reeds. End of episode five. And that field of reeds looks pretty fucking peaceful. It does. It's nice, but uh, yeah, God, you'd be there for like ten minutes and be fucking bored. And then what are you going to do? <laughs> I do have to question the appeal of reeds. Can I bring my switch? Can I bring something like Mario's out? Like a, you know, like a deck of cards. Anything <laughs> like really? A deck of cards. I can practice magic tricks. You play me solitaire something. for eternity. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, that looks boring as shit. Anyway. <laughs> looks nice, though. It looks great. It's, it's, you'd be there and you'd be like, oh, my God, this is so pretty. This is where I get to spend forever and ever. You'd be like, I wish I had my phone so I could take a photo and leave. It'd also be nice if, I don't know, there was other people here. Or if I wasn't just fucking dead. <laughs> uh, Towerette brings them to a, wait. Nope, that's, <laughs> that's that's old. That's old news. It is old. Um, is the new news? Here we go. Meanwhile, El Fali mourns Spectre when she is briefly possessed by Towerette in order for the god to communicate a message. They need to free uh, Conchu. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's dead on the ground, and she's there, and she goes. Oh, it's so good. I love Tarot. She's so fucking good. Oh, my God. Like, doing the most morbid shit, but like yeah. just vocally so bubbly. Mm-hmm. Fucking perfect. Love it. <sighs> really great. Ah, oh, good times. Good times. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Uh, um, they need a free Conchu. Alfali is able to do just that. Conchu works on getting Spectre back. At the Field of Reeds, Spectre cannot be in paradise. Harrow has released Armit and that Souls of... This is terribly written. Yeah, it's not great. And I feel like that's a pretty fucking low bar to, cl- <laughs> like, to clear. They have hit their head on the bar. <clears throat> Conchu works on getting Spectre back. At the Field of Reeds, Spectre can't be in paradise. Harrow has released Armit and that Souls of People are being killed at rapid rates. 
Spectre There's a lot of declarative statements going on here I that know. don't really have a lot of bearing on one another. No, they don't. Spectre returns to the boat and finds Grant. He hugs the statue and makes amends with him, which wakes Grant which wake which wakes Grant back up. The two hug before a gate is opened by Konshu, allowing them to return. Spectre wakes up, joined back with Grant in his body. Konshu has healed him. With their trip to the afterlife, the two altars have been able to work together. Harrow and Armit continue their killing spree. Harrow is able to kill all of the Enids as well. Harrow then breaks Armit's Ushapti and fully releases her onto the world. Man, how deep was that little pool that Mark fell in? Yeah, that's 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 a question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> feel, feel like he was sinking for a while there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, shouldn't he just kind of float at the top instead of sink? I don't know. You would think I don't so. Know the it definitely didn't, didn't look that deep from the top. But anyway. No. Um, I love me a kaiju battle. Yeah. Kind of. A yeah. Kind of. Like, I'm not mad it's there. Right. fun I, I, I like seeing giant it's, gods fight each other it's it's funny because like the rest of this series feels almost like one of the most distinct marvel things that they've made mm. and then final episode we go back to the marvel i don't feel i, I don't feel that yeah with huh? this like um i don't like yeah i mean it, it's these gods have been throughout the whole show and then they're they're big and they're fighting each other at the end. They're gods. They can yeah. they can do what they want. I, w- I will say I like that they're mostly a, a feature of the fucking background. Yes, yeah, that's the thing. The the fighting doesn't focus on them. I do like that. Yeah. Um, because you get your, your Harrow versus Moon Knight slash yeah. uh, Scarlet Scarab stuff. Yes, which is yeah, fucking fun. Layla's and then got- just in the background, you get. Giant alligator woman versus giant bird man. Exactly. It, it is mostly about on the ground stuff while while the two giant gods are fighting. Um, I, I feel like I would be less positively uh, disposed towards it if it was just like constantly flicking back to Kaiju Fight 3000. Right. right. <laughs> sure. Um, Layla's cool. I like his suit. Layla's fucking sick. The reveal of the wings and the blades yeah. and that yeah. that shot alone is just like the coolest shit in the world. Yeah. It's really cool. Um still at the temple after freeing Konshu, Alfali witnesses this and meets with the Enid Salim before he dies. Salim tells her that the way to kill Amit is to bind her to a mortal body. Alfali is then possessed by Tauret again. Tauret offers Alfali to become her avatar, which she accepts. Tauret then gives her powers and a wingsuit, becoming the Scarlet Scarab. Not that they ever say it in the show, but that's... I, I do have to wonder, like, I guess there's re- no real correlation between, like, what gods look like and are versus what their avatars turn out to be. Right. It's like, Moon Knight, Conchu, God of the Moon, he's got a lot of moon symbology, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Tauret, goddess of... <laughs> yeah, she... Like... I guess it's just because they don't give you a lot of like context in the show itself as right. to what her deal is. Yeah, that it's hard to make connections. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but somehow but it results. Scarabs in... seem a bit strange, but fuck it, it looks cool. I'm <laughs> it in. Does yeah, I'm into it for sure. Like let let's see. 
Tauret, uh, ancient god of stuff. Oh, Let's find out. That makes sense then. That's totally explained. Ch- goddess of childbirth and fertility. I don't understand where it all <laughs> Oscar comes into play there. <laughs> she, just Layla's just pregnant. That's that's the that's what happens when she becomes the avatar. She just has a baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be yeah, your like avatar. I, I'm gonna get a sick suit, and then she just got a stomach, and she has to push out a baby. Uh, this isn't what that. I expected, Tarot. But thanks, I guess. I really hate that. But like, I feel like if you wanted to tie into that, you would do like Kepri, who is the scarab that rolls the sun across the sky, mm-hmm. and then you've got an, uh, like a obvious parallel: Moon Knight and Scarlet Scarab being like the sun <clears throat> god. Yep. Thing. Yeah. It's a weird choice. Hippo lady gives you scarab powers. I, I like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck do I know? Nothing. If, if you wrote this show, Layla just would have been pregnant at the end. Oh, yeah, maybe, I guess so. Maybe instead of Tower, I guess they would, so. They'd be the other the dung beetle or whatever. Yeah, but then then we're crowding up a show with too many gods that we're, not, we're never going to see him again. We're not going to see them. We better see Conchu again. Well, we'll probably see Conchu again. Might see Tower again. Maybe. I reckon they'll do a lucky. Do a new um, MCU Defenders show. I'd be into it. I wouldn't say no, but uh, this this all goes back to that thing we said like four or five episodes ago where it's like phase four and five, you're really looking at all these things like, are we going to see that again? Mm-hmm. Is that coming back? Sure, I hope so. I could see Moon Knight teaming up with Blade. Hell yeah. No, look, I don't fucking care about doing the Defenders. Defenders had their fucking go. If you want to do it again, fine. Just do the same guys. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Give me Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns has been my end goal since we started this shit back in 2005. I wanted a Midnight Suns movie so goddamn bad. Mm -hmm. One day. I got a game. I'll take that. You got a game that, you know, unfortunately didn't sell well and they'll probably never make another one, unfortunately. Ah, it was good. The game was good. It's a a good game. Never finished it, but I loved what I played of it. Moon Knight and Konshu talk and agree to a new deal. Moon Knight stops Harrow and Konshu will let them go free. They arrive in Cairo to fight Harrow and Armit. The Scarlet Scarab arrive. The Scarlet Scarab arrive later as well. Shocking Spectre and Grant. Moon Knight and Scarlet Scarab fight Harrow while Konshu fights Armit. However, Armit is too much for Konshu and defeats him. Spectre continues to fight Harrow but gets overpowered. Spectre then blacks out. When he wakes up, he finds himself to have defeated Harrow. It's very convenient. It is very convenient. It's almost like we have a limited budget and boy, do we have to wrap this motherfucker up. Yeah. We only have a limited time uh, in this episode and he needs to not be the bad guy anymore. Just... And also, like, we we really, really have to save something for the post-credits because it's Marvel and we <laughs> we kind of we kind of have to do something. Uh-huh. But what would we do? What would maybe we there's do? A third, maybe there's a third altar we could show off. Maybe. Possibly. In the credits. Grant once again claims that he hasn't 
that he wasn't awake either. Alfali looks at them in fear and shock. They then bring Harrow to the Chamber of Gods and use a spell to bind Armit to Harrow so that they can kill both of them. Spectre is pressured by Conchu to kill them, but Alfali tells him he has a choice. Spectre agrees and tells Conchu that he is no different than Armit. Spectre also says that he has fulfilled his deal. Conchu lets them go. Later, Grant and Spectre are now able to communicate very efficiently. However, they are now aware of a possible third altar. Now, I, I do have to raise some concerns with this. <clears throat> I I'm a I fucking hate the whole if you kill him, you'll be just like him. Right. You'll be just as bad as him mm. uh, argument. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Because the whole thing with Amit is that she is being judge, jury, and executioner before the crime is committed. Right. Whereas Khonshu is the uh he's the god of judgment after the fact. He's judgment right. of the guilty. Right. Harrow killed a bunch of people. Yeah. He killed so many people. Uh-huh. But you're right. That is true. But and and I would agree with you if that was the end of the show. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I just I just think that that bit uh Layla, oh, Stephen and Mark are being fucking dumbasses and you've just blacked out completely. My lights have gone off. Yeah, I just think that Layla, Mark, and Stephen are being complete asshats. <laughs> yeah. In this moment where they're just like, mm. no, we've got to be better than this mass murdering psychopath. Right. And Conchu is just as bad as Amit. I'm like, yeah, is he though? Is he just as bad? He's not great. <laughs> but is he just as bad? At least he waits for a crime to be committed before he fucking murks someone. Yeah. Um, yes, like, uh, I. I agree that it's corny and overused, mm-hmm. but again, this isn't the end. They undo it. <laughs> yeah, no, they they go back on that pretty quick. Uh, okay, Harrow is now in a mental asylum and, and meets with his doctor. He is then taken out of the asylum by a man and put in a car. <laughs> oh, How the turntables, the, Harrow? The fucking he he's got the wheelchair. And he's puts him in, and then he goes back, and he just fucking kicks the wheelchair. It's the funniest thing. It's amazing. Amazing. Uh, in the limo, Harrow is greeted by Konshu, who introduces him to his friend Jake Lockley, the third altar. Lockley then shoots and kills Harrow along with Armit inside of him. Um. So there you go. That's a that's a way that was worded. That's a way that it was worded. Uh, Jake's here, and they saved him right for the credit scene. They gotta do it. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting that their takes on the, these three characters, because Jake in the comics, he's like he's just like um, he's like taxi undercover. Driver. He's a taxi driver, and he's he he's like he's a cab driver with like underground connections. Yeah, he has connections, and he he's wants information. He's gonna find out information to try and help. Mark, get the bad guys, and um, uh, fucking Stevens. Just the he's the rich guy that makes all the money. Yeah, he's a he's a film producer, right? I think so. Um, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, they've definitely taken these characters in some interesting directions. Mark is obviously the most like comic book Mark, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two they've taken some liberties, but I think it works for the most part. Yeah, uh, it's hard to say with Jake, honestly, because we've seen so little of him. 
Uh, sure wish we'd seen more of him. <laughs> sure wish I could have seen some of that horrible violence he was inflicting. <laughs> Maybe one day we will. I just, I just want to see what made Layla look at them so fucking terrified. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a cool way to end the show and also show that uh, hey, uh, Jake doesn't fuck around. He's he's yeah, like Mark and Steven are gonna be like, oh, we don't want to kill anyone or whatever. And then yeah, Mark's Jake's, grown a conscience. Yeah, and then Jake's just gonna come and fucking murk everyone. Um, yeah, it's cool. I like that uh, Conchu has grown a sense of style after hanging out with Steve. Yeah, Steven. he looks he looks great. Um, There's something real goofy about that big dumb bird skull on top of a suit. Yeah, I guess. I like cool. it. It's very dumb. Yeah. Very dumb, but also cool. Which, you know, I was going to say which describes this show per- perfectly, but I, I feel like this show isn't really all that dumb it's definitely weird Mm. it's a fucking strange one but yeah my god is it good yeah it's fun time now is the part of the show where we talk about our starks and our stanks this is what we like and do not like about moon knight i don't know who went last week you me uh what was it spider-man spider-man i feel like I feel like I went first, but okay. I'll let's. I'll do. I feel like it. I say that every time. Here's my first Stark. Um, the action's well choreographed and fun, especially in the last episode when Stephen and Mark do their team ups, uh, and they're like switching between that like last fight scenes. Really cool. Them doing like different using their different moves and things like that. It's cool. It's like a it's a team up, but it's like it's one dude. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a one man double team. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah i i also really like that just the like every time mark disappears or every time moon knight disappears off camera he comes back as the other one and he's doing different shit with different weapons and a different look it's fucking cool and uh yeah i agree for the most part the action is fun to watch um there's some cool stuff going on there what is your uh my my first stock is the performances oscar isaac pulling double duty or triple mm-hmm. duty to some degree yeah. in particular is no mean feat. And he absolutely fucking kills it. He does mm. so well. Yeah. Uh, his, his British accent has been called into question by British people. I'm not British. <laughs> I think it's fine. Well, I like his reasoning. He's like, he's, he's also not British. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the, the character isn't, He's doing an accent, so, like... Yeah, he's putting it on. This isn't actually him. He just thinks it is. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, yeah, I, I buy it. I'm like, yeah, that I makes mean, sense. Look, I, it's, sure. not a, it's far from the worst British accent I've ever heard. He's not being like, Oi, governor! Like, he's, he's like... <laughs> I'd like him more, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, he's... I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. Look, I don't know. Everyone, everyone is really good in that show. Mm-hmm. Um... Ethan Hawke is compelling despite having fucking nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is fantastic as Conchu's voice. Mm. Yeah. Really good. Uh, Layla, great. Yep. But yeah, Oscar Isaac, it's hard not to give him props for this because he is doing two characters at mm. once. Yeah. And it's really fucking good. Nails it. It's great. 
my second stock is that uh, I like that they didn't shy away from giving Mark like a dark reason for having his disorder. They didn't just like um, try and like uh, make it mystical or whatever. Like he, he yeah, has yeah. an actual disorder and it's a part of his character. Um, it's not just magic. Right. Uh, and that's cool. It's, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's more, it's, it, it doesn't feel like it's making fun of people with multiple personalities disorders like this. Um, yeah, which, which it, it might feel like that if, if it was more just like Conchu having. Yeah. If there was some, uh, mystical, like dumb bullshit reason for it. Yeah, yeah definitely. But because they kind of treat it with some degree of respect mm. i think it's it's one of those things where uh it's a real fine line between good representation and uh, problematic representation i think they do well yeah i think so um yeah no, like representing the dark yep uh parts of that character's history very bold choice mm-hmm. uh, unpleasant to watch yeah you did good i hated it <laughs> good job um my second stock is the fun use of the character premise for comedic, dramatic, and dynamic effect, uh, specifically during action sequences. So I guess that plays into your uh, first one a little bit. Yep. But I like the blackouts for comedic effect. They're always mm-hmm. fun. Yes. For, for comedic uh, effects, especially, good. Especially that first episode uses mm-hmm. it really well. Uh, episode three during the fight at the, like, the, the black market dealer's compound. Mm-hmm. They use it fun for fun effect there. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's a weird character, and it could be easy to fuck it up. Right. And yeah. They did not. Yeah, that's good. Um, my first stank is. Um, Give me them stanks. T- t- too much obvious green screen. Um, that's like I like it. <laughs> Look, this is a I like this show. A lot. I'm just gonna say it right now. What? I like this show, uh, and so it was hard to come up with the things I I didn't like. Uh, so look, uh, green screen. Sure, there's lots. Of- I, I feel like I feel like that's a fairly easy one for a lot of the uh, Marvel like streaming shows. Even the, even the Marvel sure. movies tend to like not green screen specifically, but like mm. CG can be a little bit iffy, especially right. on the streaming side, the lower budgets and all that. Yeah. Even the higher budget cinematic stuff doesn't nail it a hundred percent of the time. I don't mind the use of green screen if it's not obvious. if it's good. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it, no, totally. It's just very there was <laughs> there was one specific part in the truck where I'm like, I bet you fucking Aaron's gonna mention this. <laughs> it's it's kind of annoying to me it's, sometimes. It's pretty it's pretty egregious. Yeah. Um yeah, fair. Not one of mine, but I, I agree. Uh, my first stank is pulled punches on the real grit of street level Marvel, which I guess yeah, this doesn't really do the street level stuff too much. It goes more <clears throat> into the mystical side. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of nicely implied violence. That's you know what you've done it. Cl- you've done it classy, right? That's some classy implied violence there. Yeah, but I really would have liked to have seen some of it. I'm not gonna <laughs> right. lie. Uh, sometimes I just want to see a motherfucker get his shit rocked. <laughs> Saves. Um, but also... That like, last specific blackout was just like, why? Well, Come on! That brings me to my second stank. 
Um, Harrow's kind of just there most of the time, and we don't actually get to see him be defeated because of the blackout at the end. Um, yeah. Fun villain to watch. Doesn't get a lot to do, and the payoff for him being is, beaten is... Uh, mostly non-existent. You, up you get cocked. He gets shot in the face. but um, And you don't even see that well, off screen. Again, uh, th- that's another thing. Thanks, like, it's a PG-13 show, and yeah. yep. they didn't... They could have... Uh, this, I'm going to go back and watch The Punisher on Netflix. <laughs> they could have Werewolf by Night it and uh, made it MA, but they didn't want to do that, I guess. Cowards. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. What's your second thing? Oh. My second stank is that I loved the horror vibes in episode one. was disappointed to see them absolutely <laughs> fucking gone yeah. after that, with the exception of mummy priests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. It, it definitely... Once the intrigue is gone, it, it and like the mystery of... Because that's where most of the horror vibes come from in that first episode. Um, mm-hmm. once, once that's gone, yeah, you don't really have anything to be uh, scared of. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not enough. There's not a lot to really play up the spooks. Like, yeah. There's tiny little bits, and they come back to the the Jake blackouts where both characters are like, I don't know, that was that you? Mm-hmm. That was me. What yeah. was that? Uh, I guess they could play that up if they wanted to do a second series, but I I doubt there's going to be a huge amount in terms of horror unless we do Moon Knight versus Dracula. I doubt Give it. Me Moon Knight versus cool. Dracula. I'd watch I just, that. I just, I just want a live action recreation of that dumb meme panel of <laughs> uh, Moon Knight storming into Dracula's castle, asking for his money, and calling Dracula a fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, Moon Knight yeah, has the best sure. like recaptioned meme panels. Yeah, he does. Like the one of him standing up from getting the shit kicked out of him is just let's get this bread, and he's like stumbling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now is the part of the show where we rank this bish. We rank stuff. We rank stuff. We we've talked about it. Now we need to put it in our list of movies. Currently, we have thirty-two. This is going to be the thirty-third one that we're going to put in a list of all of the MCU movies. Alrighty, would you like me to do the honors? Please. Alright, at number one, we have Captain America the Winter Soldier. Number two, Thor Ragnarok. Number three, Avengers Endgame. Number four, Iron Man 3. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy. Avengers Infinity War. Captain America Civil War. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The Avengers. Black Panther. Hawkeye. Captain America the First Avenger. Loki. WandaVision. Eternals. Ant-Man. Doctor Strange. Spider-Man Homecoming. What if Iron Man, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, Black Widow, Thor, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Incredible Hulk, Thor The Dark World, and at number 32, Iron Man 2. Now, I'm pretty sure I suggested where to rank the last one. Yeah, so it's up to me to say where I want Moon Knight. Where would you like Moon Knight? Moon Knight. 
is uh, very well done. It is probably it's like I want to say it's up there with Hawkeye in terms of MCU series that I can't find too many faults with. Yep, that I really care about. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's more enjoyable to watch than Hawkeye. Eh, it depends on how close to Christmas we are. <laughs> I feel like depends on the time Moon Knight is a bit more evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. So I, I would be happy to put Moon Knight above Hawkeye. Hmm. Interesting. So even though, so even though you would consider Hawkeye to be more fun, Yes, it's, it's, it's the fact that it's it's there's set no at one Christmas. getting with a belt <laughs> that inherently makes Moon Knight less fun for sure. me. Sure, um, but so but even though even though it's less fun, you would put it above yes. Hawkeye. I think a part of it for me is always like if it's t- if it tells a uh, complete story, self-contained on its own mm-hmm. i find that more enjoyable and yeah. with moon knight being so disconnected from anything else in the mcu it kind of gets a free pass on that mark mm. whereas hawkeye is an established entity bringing a lot of baggage from other stuff there's plenty of other characters bouncing around from other things kate bishop is about the only new and important character in that who's starting fresh and self-contained and she's great mm-hmm but there's so much in Moon Knight that's new and awesome and fun. Well, not fun. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Moon Knight goes at number 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to put it any higher? Because, uh, mm. like, I'm happy you know to, what? to I would put go this. Higher. I would put this above Avengers. Yeah. Okay, is that does that put it in our top ten? Yes, that would make it number ten if it goes above Avengers. I mm. I would I would put it above Guardians Volume Two. I don't know that I'd go that far, <laughs> but I would go I don't, above. I don't Avengers. love that movie. <laughs> I feel like we I just I just let you put it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's gonna stay there. Um, Should have so fought harder at the time. If you're fine with it being above Avengers. I am. I guess I can. Uh, We've talked multiple times about Avengers not having a style to it, and Moon Knight's got plenty of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm fine putting it at number 10. All right. So, uh, our final uh, ranking as of week 33 of this farce uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier at number one, Thor Ragnarok number two, Avengers Endgame number three, Iron Man three number four, Guardians of the Galaxy at number five, Avengers Infinity War at number six, Captain America Civil War at number seven, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings at number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy volume two at number nine, and Moon Knight, our new number ten. Yeah. All the other ones that I said afterward. Congratulations and our to Moon Number thirty three, Iron Man two. Where it will live forever. Until we add a new one, and then it'll be number 34, no doubt. Well, yes, but it'll stay at the bottom. Guaranteed. Absolutely. It's a wonderful bookend. Nothing will ever be as bad as Iron Man 2. God, I fucking hope not. Like, 
it's watchable. I'll watch it, but I don't want to have to see. <laughs> you don't want to watch it. If like it... I don't want to watch Aquaman again. Mm, I definitely don't want to. No, I saw that. I movie liked once. Aquaman. I did not like that movie, and I, I will never see it again. Never in my entire life will I ever Probably see Aquaman again. I doubt I will even see Aquaman two. Coming next fall, Josh and Aaron rank <laughs> nope. DC <laughs> universe. Nope. No? That's fair. That's but what if they get good? We'll see how Superman Legacy goes. I saw the Flash. It's not looking great. <laughs> well, that's not a part of it. Superman Legacy is the first movie. Oh, okay. So we're just discounting everything that came before. Yes. Although uh, apparently, so can't watch the Suicide Squad. Uh, well, because <laughs> if we're counting the Suicide Squad, we kind of have to count the Flash. <laughs> okay, the Suicide Squad counts. Because... No, 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 not Suicide Squad. The Suicide the Squad. The Suicide Squad Don't counts you dare. because. Because Pete, fuck that up. Peacemaker's got his show and uh, Walla has her show for some reason. So, oh, look, uh, Nick Fury got his show. Yeah, but he's Nick Fury. <laughs> Amanda Wall is basically the Nick Fury of DC. I'm not saying it's a good choice. I'm just saying that it, it is how it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, uh, what was it? What was my point? Oh, yeah, like. Yes, Suicide Squad. We're not doing that. The Suicide that Squad point? counts because because they've got those shows, the Peacemaker and the, the, the Waller show, and so they count. And they'll probably show up somewhere else at some point. Yeah, like Amanda Waller's in Suicide Squad. Blue Beetle counts, I believe. If you fucking say so. And then you're the arbiter of whether we do this to begin with or not. And then, oh, and then, Superman Legacy is the actual beginning. Great, so can't they, wait. They could show up. Another chance. <laughs> I do not want to sit through that fucking Zack Snyder four-hour fucking Justice League ever oh, again. Dear God, no. no ever again. Too many women wailing every time <laughs> fucking Aquaman shows up for some reason. <laughs> There's like a half hour fucking concert that they put on for some reason. Yeah, I don't. Uh, anyway. anyway, welcome to the new segment where we shit all over the DC movies. <laughs> at the end of every episode, we shit on whatever. We're just going to pick that and just talk shit about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> at the end of every episode, we talk we <laughs> shit on one DC movie. What happens when you pick out the one good one? Um, well, we don't shit on that one. Mm. Superman 3. What a shit show. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, movie. sure. Superman 4. Terrible. I'm going to have to take your word for I that I loved one. it as a kid. Yeah, but we all have terrible tastes as children. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. There, he... Superman is getting rid of all the nuclear weapons. Uh-huh. And he he he's like takes them all into space in a fucking and puts them in a giant bag. Yep. In a big net and he like swings yeah. it swings them around and fucking throws them away. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize Lex Luthor. I think it's Lex Luthor. No, it's, I don't think he's reason. in that movie. Someone 
has uh, put a little baby, put a little baby inside the inside the nuclear bomb, and so he, he throws it, and they all blow up, right? And that's and somehow the nuclear explosion and the little baby make his nuclear man. He like oh fuck off. He like grows in space, and then he flies back to Earth. What a great movie. I, I regret bringing up DC movies. <laughs> I feel actively stupid of having... I, I feel actively stupid of having heard that. <laughs> I've lost brain cells, thank you. Quest for Peace. Watch it now. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. We'll see you all again. It's Oh, uh, next, next, next one. What's the next one? <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? That's what it is. Hell yeah. We'll Excited. be watching that and talking about it at some point. Thank you so much. Hey, that's kind of a that's kind of a spooky movie. Yeah, it's got elements. I'm taking what I can get since she, we're not getting well she does by, that, like, by Halloween. Crawling out of the mirror stuff, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Sam Raimi's there. It's yeah, great. Sam Raimi's there. See ya. Bye. Bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Dank, dank, dank. Genius billionaire playboy from You dank, you dank. I am Iron.